Welcome to the start of another episode of the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast from Georgia Public Broadcasting. I am John Nelson here in Atlanta, Hannah Gooden alongside my co-pilot, mi compadre, mi amigo, Tommy Palmer down in the borough. We're going to start things off once again as we have during the playoffs with Todd Holcomb of the Georgia High School Football Daily. Todd, what is up? The quarterfinals, man, the Elite Eight. A lot of close games this week. And we'll get into that in just a sec. So, of course, that means the first question on the floor to you comes from Hannah. Like you said, John, quarterfinals begin this Friday. Our GBB game of the week is North Gwinnett at McKeecher, and we will talk more about that in just a minute. But, Todd, my question to you today, that game is going to be awesome, but what are the toughest matchups, in your opinion, for this Friday? The toughest matchups? Well, I think that um, there are a lot of games that this week that may be some really good teams playing too early if they were seated by the NCAA committee, 1 through 64 or 1 through 8 or whatever. It might be a little different. But you've got two games where the number one ranked team is playing the number two ranked team in their classification. Uh, one is Woodward Academy, ranked number two. They're playing at number one Cartersville. And uh, two Division one quarterbacks in that game, Mike Wright of going to Central Florida plays for Woodward Academy, and then T. Webb going to Louisville. He's at Cartersville. And then, uh, of course, Peach County's ranked number one. Cedar Grove is number two. They're going to be playing at Godfrey Stadium in DeKalb. And, and of course, they they played for the state title last year with Cedar Grove winning it on a touchdown pass at the end. Should be another low-scoring game. But, um, you know, they, they, they may be the best two teams again. And uh, so those are two pretty good ones. And um, I really love the uh, North Gwinnett-McEachern game, as you mentioned. Um, a lot of firepower from those teams with their quarterbacks, wide receivers, and um, another game, rematch of last year's state championship game, Eagles Landing Christian Academy is playing at Athens Academy. They've played the last two years. Elk has gotten the best of them. This, this one should be close. Athens Academy might be favored, although I'm hard-pressed to ever say Elk is an underdog. Tommy, the second question to you. The second question to you, Todd, is are you surprised to see all four teams in Region 16A in the final eight, four of those come from the same region. What does that tell you? Well, I'm not surprised. It happened last year. Um, and this time, I think um, three of them are probably maybe, well, at least two are favored to get through and maybe a third. I mean, of course, you're talking about um, Lee County, defending two-time defending champion. They've won 17 straight playoff games and. They're playing, fortunately at home for them, but they're playing number one ranked Decula. At least that's who we've got ranked number one. And, uh, you know, don't count out Decula, by the way. I mean, you know, they, they beat Valdosta easily last year in the playoffs. But um, And then the others are Coffee. They're playing at Alatoona. I think Coffee, uh, that's a toss-up. Coffee, Coffee definitely could win that, but they're on the road. Valdosta's playing at Richmond Hill. And Valdosta, I think, is probably favored and Houston County's playing at um, Houston County's the fourth place finisher, and they're playing at Harrison. And I think they had a fair shot too. I know they've lost um, four or five games. I think five, but four of them have come to top ten teams, and most of them have been close. So, uh, no, nobody's ever put all four in the semis. I don't. I mean, I don't think that'll happen, but it could. I mean, they could win any of those four games. 
All right, so Todd, let me give you another couple that have come across the bow here in the quarterfinals. Pelham and Mitchell County going at it again. The region rivals decided a region champ. Now they're back at it again in the low right part of their bracket in single A public. And then Hateville Charter and Dublin. That one might go until next Wednesday. Yeah, the, you know, Pelham and Mitchell County, what a great, you know, rivalry that is. That, you know, because they're from the same county. They both score a lot of points, and, um, you know, the, the, the last game came down to to right at the end, I think, with Mitchell County winning. And um, also interesting that, um, you know, Pelham's coach is Dondrell Pinkins, who's a, a, an alumnus of Mitchell County, a former star quarterback there, went on to South Carolina. So just a great South Georgia small school rivalry there. It'll be interesting to see if the winner of that game – that's still a little bit of a question as to where they stand in the bigger picture of Class A. That part of the state in Class A has not been strong recently, but those two teams have really stepped it up the last couple of years and you know, certainly could make a run. And uh, what was the other one you mentioned? Hateville Charter and Dublin. That one's going to go forever, I think. Yeah, Hateville. Yeah. I mean, Hateville is, um, I mean, they're really, they're really loaded with um, a lot of D1 talent or you know top recruits for some reason i don't think they get the respect that they probably deserve maybe because they haven't been in the picture statewide for as long even though they won a state championship a couple years ago um and um you know dublin uh you know dublin's really good they lost a game to washington county but i don't think they had all of their players to evans is the best player on that team he's rushed for probably 1500 yards he's um, he he sat the game out, and it was a close game. I mean, you know, I think that's a great game. I mean, I think either one of those teams most definitely could win the state title. It's possible that that would be for the state title. Double A, one of the toughest classifications across the board. Todd, we know it's a holiday week, but we don't take holidays, and we know you don't either. You and Chip say over at the Georgia High School Football Daily. What are the plans, and how do folks keep an eye on what's going on? Well, we're publishing uh, Monday through Wednesday this week, then having a Thanksgiving holiday. But we've got previews of all 32 of the quarterfinal games in our issues the next three days. So I uh, hope you all will check it out. And how do they do it? Well, try to look us up um, on our Twitter account. It has um, a lot of neat posts we have on there from our, from our issues, but also there's a sign-up form, and it's free. You should get it every day. What he said. Todd Holcomb. Grand Exalted Poobah, Georgia High School Football Daily. Todd, thanks for hanging out with us here on the playoffs on the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast. We will catch up with you next week as we head to the semis. Great. It's always fun. Thanks. Okay, guys, Tommy, that was uh, Todd and what he thought about everything that's going on here as we get ready for the quarterfinals. You want to start off in 7A with what happened and what is going to happen? I tell you, I have to give kudos to the coaching staff at Parkview. I watched the entire football game, and it was the story of two different halves. And I will have to say that Parkview probably made the best halftime adjustments I've ever seen in a live football game. Uh, It it was like from light to dark as far as Colquitt was concerned. They could absolutely do nothing on offense after leading it half, I think it was 21-10. But kudos to Parkview. Best adjustments I've ever seen at halftime, which totally turned around a football game. Oh, yeah, Tommy. Parkview's defense stepped up big. Interception, fumble, and totaled seven sacks in the game to give Colquitt 
well, to knock Colquitt out of the quarterfinals, going to the quarterfinals for the first time in a decade. On the other side of the ball, our Georgia Cotton Commission player of the game, Parkview junior running back Cody Brown. He rushed for 138 yards, including a successful fake punt, three TDs. I talked to him after the game, Tommy, and he said he couldn't wipe the smile off of his face, and deservingly so. He possibly could be the number one running back in the country at the beginning of next season. What a a great player he is. He had an outstanding sophomore year last year, but he really showed me a lot last Friday night in that live broadcast. My goodness, what a running back. And he could be a number one running back next year, in my opinion. All right, inbound, we've got Mill Creek Marietta, Archer Parkview, Grayson, Lowndes, North Gwinnett, and McEachern. That last one's going to be our Football Fridays in Georgia game of the week. Uh, Quick thoughts on 7A as we head to the uh, quarters? Yeah, I I think it's going to be a shootout at the OK Corral between North Gwinnett and McEachern. And uh, Marietta, uh, I I just feel like they're a favorite, but you never know anymore. You know, I've said favorites before, and uh, I I believe I thought that uh, Rockmart was a favorite over Brooks County down in double-A last week, but uh, you see what happened. Lowndes and Grayson get to play again. That's going to be another great football game. When you look at 6A, you've got Alatuna Coffee, and we talked about it with Todd about Region 16A here. Alatuna Coffee, Valdosta has to go to Richmond Hill, Decula and Lee County, Hoco at Harrison. Early thoughts. Right. Well, I, I really feel that Richmond Hill's a lot better than most people think they are. They played in, in, in a region which is not notoriously one of the power regions considered, you know, statewide. But this Valdosta football team, you know, they have a lot of tradition. They've done this before. Richmond Hill is in, in foreign territory. I think they've had one playoff appearance in the last seven or eight years. But uh, this obviously is a very good football team because they bounced back from being behind, John, uh, a week ago, and they played well. Coffee, as I said last week, I'm going to repeat this, they have to be the road warriors. I think they've played 75 road games in the last three years. So uh, <laughs> they just play well on the road. You know, it's like, where do we have to go this week? So, And, and Decula, you know, playing at Lee County is not going to be a day at the beach. And uh, we'll see how good Houston County is when they meet Harrison. 5A, Buford and Carrollton. I think a lot of folks are keeping an eye on that one. Dutchtown, Stars Mill, Clark Central, Warner Robins. And Hannah, I know that you got to catch up with Hunter Coslo down at Jones County. And you've seen what Jones County has been able to do this year with a quarterback like Hunter. Yeah, I mean... When I talked to him, we called him the most underrated quarterback in the state of Georgia, and I think he's not anymore. I think people know who he is. People know who he is now in the quarterfinals. Tommy 5A, what do you think? Well, you have the old reliables, Buford and Carrollton. That's going to be a war. Jones and, and, and Griffin, the last team that touches the ball, is probably going to win that one. A surprise to me, and, and just to me, because, you know, up until the last couple of years when they've turned things around, Clark Central looming there against Warner Robins. And, of course, you have Dutchtown, who I have felt like is one of the best teams in that classification, plays Stars Mill. Uh, Dutchtown plays great defense, and that will take you a long way in the playoffs. Did not give up a single point to Statesboro in round one, only gave up a touchdown to Riverwood in game two as they get ready for Stars Mill. Quad A. Uh, Marist and Oconee County. Marist still having to do it with Air Marist and Connor Sigelski. They have to go to Oconee County. Madison County. Now, Tommy, let me talk to you about Madison County here a little bit. Okay. Never made it past the second round, 
And they've gone through as a four seed. They traveled to Ridgeland, knocked off Ridgeland, and then they just took care of business in Forsyth against Mary Persons. It's a tall order this week against Sandy Creek, but Madison County, a four seed, has made it down low right. Well, here's how you have to look at, at where we are now when we we're in the Elite Eight. Oconee County hasn't been there in a while. Madison County hasn't been there in a while. One of the best-kept secrets in the state of Georgia is West Lawrence, but they've got to play Blessed Trinity. And then you have two old reliables, Woodward Academy and Cartersville. You know, this is just another day at the beach for them. But uh, West Lawrence obviously is as good as we have talked about them, you know, on this program many times. And if you're winning now, you're playing really good because last week was the litmus test, as we call it. Uh, the teams that are really good are now playing in the Elite Eight. You make it that far, you're a real good football team. Yeah, and Hannah, really quickly, I just wanted to get your thoughts about what Woodward Academy is getting into. Todd talked about one versus two going into Cartersville, but going to Cartersville, we got to see on Football Fridays the kind of environment that you're going to have there in Cartersville. What's it like for you to go to a place like Weinman Stadium and see how Cartersville's fans embrace their, their Purple Hurricanes? Oh, yeah. Those fans were so loud, so into the game. It really, like, just makes you unsettled down there on the field. I mean, even for you and I down there, it's just very loud, disruptive atmosphere. It's a tough place to play. Yep, A. Peach County and Cedar Grove, we've talked about that upper left quadrant, and it has just been mean streets. Calhoun, Peach County, Benedictine, and Cedar Grove. Cedar Grove took care of business, put 40, 49 on Benedictine. Peach County, 35 nothing over Calhoun. You've got Hart County, who won in double overtime. GAC, who didn't have a problem. Jefferson and Crisp, a very underrated game. Upper right, Tommy. And then North Murray, you have to tip your hat to the Mountaineers, but they have to go to Jenkins. Yeah, that's... Uh... That's going to be an awakening. But, you know, North Murray, you know, they jumped out, won the region. They beat Calhoun early in the year and kind of said, hey, we're here and we're here to stay. And they've played very well. They haven't stumbled all season long. But as you and I have talked on many occasions, uh, they're playing a really good football team in the Jenkins Warriors in Savannah. That's a long trek for a North Murray, I promise you. But you, your championship game probably... This year, you know, Upper Peach, left. Yeah, Peach County, Cedar Grove, one of them's going to be gone. Peach County a one seed, Cedar Grove a one seed. But the way that everything has uh, done the math this year in the rotation, they get to see each other in the quarterfinals. Double A, Douglas, Astro fan, very happy, going to Louisville, knocking off Jefferson County, but they get to go to Callaway. Hannah, let me talk to you about Callaway here in just a little bit after we talk to Tommy about Double A. Brooks and Metter bringing the hammer again. Brooks has to go to Metter. They're not going to be intimidated, especially with what they did to Rockmart last week. Talk about pack a lunch and a dinner. Rabin to Thomasville and then Hateville Charter in Dublin. We talked to Todd about that one too, Tom. Well, one of the things that really is is not surprising to me is you have still two one double A teams uh, in in the fray here. Brooks County took down number one Rockmart. Not just took them down, went on the road and beat them. And if you'll go, if you'll take the time 
to go take a look. Google Brooks County, take a look at their schedule. They played mm-hmm. they played Bainbridge. They played Clinch County. They played they played a tough schedule. They played Dublin, as a matter of fact. Dublin beat them at home. And Metter has just played tremendous defense, and everybody says, where is Metter? You know, well, you know, get on I-16 and go a ways, and and you'll find out where Metter is. Make a left turn. They play real good football at Metter this year, and uh, the coaching staff has really done a tremendous job. The big game, in my opinion, is Hapeville, mm-hmm. Charter, and, and, and Dublin. As we all know, four of – uh, Dublin starters did not play against Washington County for various reasons. Everybody is alive and well. And Roger Holmes told me several weeks ago that he thought the team to beat in Class AA was Hapeville Charter. And now the Dublin Irish get that opportunity. And it's a tough place to play mm-hmm. when, when you play in, in Dublin, in the old Irish Bowl, as we call it. And, uh, Hannah, I know that uh, we've spent some time going in and around Callaway with all of their true talent. Callaway getting to the quarters again. They've got a test with a very hot Douglas team, but a lot of folks are drawn to the running back. Yeah, they're 12-1, and 6-0 in region play. And if we give the Georgia High School Football Daily some more love. There you go. In Class 5 AA, the player of the year is quarterback Demetrius Coleman. He's a junior. Offensive player of the year, you just mentioned the running back Cartavius Bigsby. He's a senior. And the coach of the year, Pete Wiggins at Callaway as well. I've been trying to get in touch with Tank Bigsby, and you know what? He might just be my blog for this Sunday. Okay, so what's, what's Tank's real name? Cartavius. Okay, so Cartavius Bigsby, and he's got another lineman who is uh, making some holes for him, and they're both right now headed to Auburn. We'll know more of that in about a month. Tommy, let's wrap things up when it comes to life in single A. Let's start things off on the public side. Manchester has to go to Osceola. Warren and Clinch, and that one's going to be in Homerville. That's a collision course in the region of Doom, Region 2, single A. Lincoln County survives Commerce. They get to go to Buena Vista. Pelham and Mitchell. Yeah, same county. We've talked about this before. You know, four teams in that one particular county, and that's amazing. Pelham and Mitchell are, are really good. And as as Todd mentioned, notoriously, uh, that region has not been one of those scare people to death regions. But these two football teams are scare people to death football teams. It could be a 50 to 49 game. Warren County in foreign territory haven't been there in a while. And they'll play at Clinch. Manchester has not been in the finals in quite a while. They play at Irvin, and we have Irwin, and uh, we have Lincoln County back in the fray at Marion County. That's interesting. Good to catch up with Michael Pollock a little bit ago. It was uh, last week, actually, with a very special group of special teamers. We'll catch up with them, and we'll sh- share that story with you in the coming weeks, and especially on Championship Weekend. Now, let's wrap things off on the private side, and it is. Wesleyan and Savannah Christian as Savannah Christian survives the Savannah mini-bracket. Hebron Christian knocks off Mount DeSales. Fellowship, your number four team, will host Hebron and continue their run on an undefeated season. It is Mount Perrin Christian and Holy Innocence. Holy Innocence winning on Saturday over St. Francis. And then we also talked about low right again. 
Eagles Landing Christian Athens Academy. I think Matt Stewart said on the game the other night, I thought it was real humorous, he said, Eagles Landing Christian Academy and Athens Academy play for the 28th time in the last in the last <laughs> three years. Off. He wasn't far off. And we've got that one down in the bottom side. And, and you've got to toss a coin between Mount Perrin and Holy Innocence, Hebron and Fellowship. And, and the team that is probably playing as well as anybody right now, they knocked off undefeated uh, Savannah Country Day last week. Savannah Christian Prep is back, but they're playing the old reliable Wesleyan. So anything can happen in the class private A bracket. I think the eventual state winner, no, I'm not going to say that. But anyway, (laughs) keep your eye on Eagles Landing Christian at Athens Academy. Hint, hint. Considering that Eagles Landing Christian put up 62 and a 62-57 back and forth with Prince Avenue and Athens Academy put up 52 in their win against Brookstone. Hannah, the promo. And, Tommy, I think we might have a state winner in our game on Friday. It is North Gwinnett and McEachern. We will be live from Cantrell Stadium in Powder Springs, Georgia. These are the two of the state's hottest teams. I truly believe we've got the best matchup in the state with this one. The Bulldogs are 11-1, have won 11 straight games, and I love the Indians are back in it for the first time since 1999. You can watch it on GBB Sports. We will be streaming live on Facebook, Twitter, and download the GPB Sports app and take us on the go. Tommy, any final thoughts as we head into the quarterfinals? I, I, I say ditto to what she says because you got North Gwinnett and you've got McEachern. Great game for television, but also a great game for people who want to watch two super football teams. These are great football teams. These are not your average run-of-the-mill football teams who have just escaped to get to the, you know, the Elite Eight. But up in the top side bracket up there, keep your eye on Lowndes. And uh, we'll see what happens in a couple of weeks. What he said. So, Tommy, as always, thanks for hanging out with us there from the borough. That is it for us today. I am John Nelson. Thanks, as always, to Tommy. Thanks to Hannah for hanging out with us. Thank you, John. No, thank you, Hannah. We'll catch up with all of y'all next week, and I'll see Hannah sooner rather than later. You can reach us all at gpb.org slash podcast. Subscribe to us free wherever your favorite podcatcher is found. You can also find me on your Amazon speaker be very afraid. I run down the top five teams and the games that they're in every single week. Just say to your smart speaker, hey Alexa, ask GPB for John's top games of the week. You can also follow the GPB sports team, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, YouTube, gpb.org slash sports. Once again, join us Friday North Gwinnett McEachern, GPB TV's Football Fridays in Georgia. We come on the air 729, kick off about 737. Our podcast is produced by the irreplaceable Sean Powers. The Football Fridays in Georgia podcast is a production of Georgia Public Broadcasting. Played safe, everybody. We'll see you at the game.